Hello, this is episode 265 of the GSP, the Gold Squadron podcast. I am one of your hosts, William Hegwood. Today, I am joined by Marcel, a wizard is never late, Manzano. Uh, I, I wasn't late. <laughs> In fact, you were on time, huh? Yeah, right uh, and also Ryan, deep in Roger Roger Land Staniszewski. I don't know if I've ever had this many different separatist lists in my launch bay next before. I'm trying everything. It's fun. It's great. Uh, the meta is wide open, at least for list building, anyways. Uh, for those wondering where Dion is, he's recovering from COVID and only working behind the scenes with us today. Uh, she, he should be fully operational next week. Uh, that goes into Ryan. We got announcements and news. Hey, yes. you know what's going on this Saturday, this weekend? A free live event, June 11th, a warm-up for the Galaxies event. This is the Galaxies Flight Academy. Just go to TTT and add yourself to participate. Simple, easy, done. You got nothing to do on Saturday? Play X-Wing. Just two rounds. Can be quick. It's not going to take your whole day. Uh, it's like a little break. You're doing some mow the lawn, then go play X-Wing, then mow the lawn and finish it. Front backyard. Um, and then week after is actually when we start the real stuff, right? June 18th is the first Galactic Championship qualifier, the Solist qualifier, using U.S. Central Time Zone. Go to goldsquadronpodcast.com, get your tickets, or type exclamation point galaxies in the Twitch chink, Twitch chat to get the link to go to the event and sign up now. Do it, do it now. Don't forget. All right, Marcel, why don't you hit us with that main topic then? Yeah, yeah. So we're going to be talking about the world open qualifier at the uk games expo it happened this weekend i think uh firecast was streaming it firecast um, indeed yeah and i know they had 78 i believe uh people um participate and then they had a top eight uh, a flat top eight they did um five wins you're in type of thing and um yeah so they did uh, five and in, and, and the numbers played out to like where it was an exact eight uh, that, that made the cut. We'll going over those, um, I did not catch any of the games. Like I, I, I it was happening like middle of the night, and uh, I was not gonna wake up that early. For, but did you guys catch anything? That's I caught was. most of the final uh, uh, when I was up early, uh, as I'm accustomed to these days. Um, but I haven't had a chance to go back and rewatch the others. How about you, Ryan? Yeah, same with Will. I caught most of the final. Um, when I heard it was um, what we'll talk about in a bit, I was like, oh, man, this sounds like literally like old school, like traditional, like X-Wing battles. Yeah, so I, I think uh, we're going to be going over the lists, the top eight lists. Um, I think it might also make sense. I'm, I'm looking right here. It's overall thoughts on how the list looked after changes. And then just another other interesting list mm -hmm. choices. Um, yeah. well, so I think, let's yeah, start no, with no, the no. let's start with the the finalists because as Ryan already alluded to it, so at least you have some context for uh, the beginning of our discussion. 
Uh, it shows here Martin Shivers, congratulations, was the champion of that open qualifier. Uh, he was running a Howlrunner Swarm, uh, an old code, but it checks out. Uh, this is a, now even though the TIE Fighters have gotten crazy cannons and missiles and things, Howlrunner only works on primary. Uh, so you're going to see Howlrunner with Crackshot and Swarm Tactics, uh, Mauler Mythil with Crackshot and a Jamming Beam, which is some real secret sauce, uh, Skurg, uh, which is the three dice in the bullseye, uh, I-5 with Crackshot, Gideon Hask with Crackshot Discipline and the Pi Engines, uh, where you can change your uh, 3K into three sloops, uh, Gideon with the same Crack Disciplined Pi, uh, a Jinkoist, uh, the new I-4, uh, with Contraband Cybernetics and Wampa with Discipline. So you bring Wampa up to five and you shoot five times. Howlrunner, Mauler, Skurg, and Wampa, uh, all at I-5 and you can bust off one, two, three, four, five different crack shots as well. A uh, lot to take in. Uh, but uh, he fought against Bartaj. Marcel, tell me his last name. Wow, what you That sounds right to me. <laughs> Fine. That sounds right to you. <laughs> I was going to say Wachowski, and that's that's not how letters work. No, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Also, just to uh, clarify for the audio listeners, I think you might oh. have said Gideon twice. It's Iden is in there. With the same uh, as Gideon. Yes, Gideon and Iden have Iden, the discipline Iden. and engines. Yep. Uh, but anyway, so Bartosz, uh flew Rebels. Uh, that's Wedge, Marksman, Predator, Proton, R3. Uh, Luke with Proton Afterburners. Fenral with the Child and R4, because uh, he does stress himself to use his Deny ability. Uh, so he's got to get those extra, I was going to say greens, blues. Uh, then Colby Sperado with Notorious R4, uh, Contraband, and of course, uh, Server Motor S-Foils. Colby, when he boosts, he can open his wings, so it really makes that focus-linked boost action so good. Notorious hands out strains. Uh, two, I mean, I would... I think we can be honest here, and we expected the Wedge-Luke combination, right? That's been the backbone of Rebels' uh, list building for uh, pretty much since the points update, uh, in my opinion. Um, but to, get, to see a primary Crackshot TIE Swarm on the table again in objective modes, tell me your thoughts on it. So... I mean, I think we we knew so we we knew that Wedge and Luke and then Darth Vader and a couple other like heavy alpha lists maybe Ray uh, were were going to be prevalent. So, uh, and by the way, I am taking ninety percent credit for uh, Bartosz's list. He called me on Friday, said, "Hey, I scrubbed out of Legion because he wanted to play Legion list, and William was going to take ten percent credit because." Uh, it was William's idea to change. I had something else instead of Notorious, but 
Actually, you should probably take ninety percent credit because I had. To I don't. I don't know what you're. I don't know what you had before, but it was uh, something that if was, you're not not running, as, was notorious. Yeah, that's uh, that Colby is still an amazing piece. Uh, I would say he any, didn't go down in price, but he stayed at four, which yeah, is a any, win. Any list or any faction that has an illicit in it, find a way to get notorious. It, notorious is just so. I mean that. That is the price on that is just not. That, that is well, not. Well, it's a unique. You can only take one of them, and you have to I bring. I know, but it's like, and you have uh, to bring something uh, else. Something else is going to be. Yeah, like you, you are spending to get the illicit, and then you're also spending to do notorious, which you only get one of. Them. So it's weird. Like I could, I don't think it'd be an. I, I wouldn't have an issue if it went no, up a little bit, but I don't it could know go up to three, to like, maybe four. Yeah, notorious yeah. is recharging. No. It, it's twice. Sure. And recharges. It's basically a two strain on one round yeah. and a strain. Yeah, every just round. don't be in there. But you could also just not be in their arc. True. Yeah. Like arc the next one's arc. Now we're talking boss. That's a it's a wide difference. Yeah. Or <laughs> yeah. angle or somebody else. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But but anyway, we knew that the wedge Luke or other heavy hitters was going to be uh, prevalent. I think a week or two ago there was uh, another tournament where like I six. That was uh, that was uh, Richmond Open had wedge Luke Thane. Yeah, but uh, also there was a home with uh, Poe, right? Like Poe once. Uh, he went up against Poe, Zori, Ray, which is also a heavy hit. An alpha strike list. So with like that Einstein being said, alpha. Yeah. you know, I think we kind of knew that the Nash was going to be good. Uh, Gorin was going to be good to strip those target locks, you know, for those alpha strikes and then toss and evade. And Aiden was going to be good. I personally thought that we were going to be seeing Aiden and Gorin together to kind of support that, but mm -hmm. the fact that it was just Aiden alone and seven. Yeah, Gorin, um, Gorin only works with lower initiatives, so it only helps out I3s or less, and that's... Yeah, and yeah this is a high initiative. Well, a lot yeah. of the Tyson's yeah. are best at the I4 and 5, right? Correct, mm -hmm. yeah. You need um, I4 and 5. And, and, Will, you were asking earlier, you know, like, all these tools available to the ties, yet this crack shot Ion, went all the way through, yeah. right? Ion cannons, you can get tractor beams, There's some that uh, you can, you can get, get rockets. Like proton rockets, yeah. Yeah, like, so, um, a lot of options for their weaponry, but they went with I, crack shot. I think one of the big things is, you know, if you're flying a tie storm, you are staying in a tight formation of, in some regard, at least for the majority of the game until the split and spread happens, right? Um, yeah, Aiden and Howlrun are both being range are one abilities. Going to for, as we assume, objectives force most of the time should force ships to go somewhere, or at least some of the ships to go somewhere. So a tie swarm is going to find it. Then, <laughs> and there's going to be a lot of crack shots. You're not going to get rid of them all, and that's how they can make sure that they like they're getting ships off the board to help push their numbers advantage, and also, and. Whether you, I mean, Marcel's big on Goron, understandably, right? We know right now in, when we go down the rest of these lists, and I think someone um, had done some number runs for me, there are a lot of proton torpedoes in this in this whole event. Uh, yeah, if you if you can shoot proton torpedoes, you're better off than most these days. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't just saying no to an entire attack. The best one that you get to figure out after your defense dice are rolled on your friend at range zero to one of you. So good, right? Because you could even say, "All right, well, I only took a hit crit. Roll the chance on it." I don't know. 
Maybe now it's a direct hit. I'll just eat it, right? Or maybe you get your three of eights and you only and, and they only get one crit through. I'm like, all right, I'll take a single crit of my one TIE fighter. Like, sometimes you get those evades through or you dodge a majority of that attack or at least half, right? When you don't, or when Wedge is shooting you with his, you know, minus agility plus the, you know, throwing a proton to you, like, that's probably the most dangerous one. And even then, there are chances that that doesn't get a full string of four. You might only get three. So, you know, and most of the, I'll say most of the ships with those proton torpedo carrying right now aren't highly mobile in that they're, like, if they're going to shoot their proton torpedo, that Tysaur is going to find them within the next turn. Or if not, they're already found them in their arcs. So they're trading damage, and Aiden just stops damage for one whole big attack. So um, I think if a, if what we kind of thought people would go to, which is let's bring as many proton, as many high alphas as we can, and push killing advantages with rebel ships or others. I believe there were some other lists that might even brought proton torpedoes, but the rebels were the main ones with the Luke and Wedge. Um, it's, you know, th those are just X-Wings. They got some health, but a TIE Storm will find them. Yeah, I think uh, Diona's trying to point out that uh, there was 49 Proton Torpedoes, and there was, again, we said 78 lists. Uh, 49 Torps and 78 lists? Well, 49... Lists that had multiple, right? Yeah, so, oh, I know. Most of them I probably know. had, yeah. yeah. still like, a lot. One or two. Yeah, mm. but... Um, Not very many in the top cut here, though. I'm surprised. There it is. The the four and yeah, two showed up with the proton torps. Four and twos. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that sounds about you, right. Actually, you, you bring a lot of proton torpedoes. You have a good chance of making like even or high. Well, well, and I mean to build off of what you're saying is that uh, these high initiative alpha strikes, Marcel, you've flown uh, wedge Luke uh, or like a wedge Coron combination. Uh, if those first two shots do not put out results if you get only two and they you know natty two or something like that right uh you are playing from behind all of a sudden and Iden just guarantees that uh more so than any other list can yeah and then especially when you're talking about seven ships instead of six i think um you know before in 2.0 you were looking at lists like this with six tie fighters not seven so now if you're coming at it with um if you're coming at it with with seven ships and you're nullifying one of your torpedoes i i'm guessing you're nullifying wedges torpedo and if you nullify well because, whichever one's just gonna kill your tie fighter yeah, right like but, I, I would block the hit crit most likely yeah because um a fully modded luke torpedo on a fully couple things a, a full a fully modded loop torpedo on a uh three agility tie fighter is mm -hmm. far from like a guarantee to kill it and the likelihood is that he's shooting one of the i5 um i'm guessing how runner is probably the first target you go after yeah it makes sense if you uh, can yeah if you're shooting that there's going to be return fire anyway you know simultaneous fire um, so you're not really taking a shot off the ta table, which is really the only one that's doing that. Um, 
so so yeah it, it makes it really tough and then you get these scenarios where you know you get like the three agility what do they call it um what the six used to be called the seeks the three agility oh terror Ty yeah. tyranny excuse me yeah tyranny of three agility uh yeah you get seven of them and then you get defensive modifiers which was actually making me wonder uh about going with disciplined versus elusive on the three that have disciplined um and just yeah, but they're, the, they're down. the ones who you're not starting with them. Like you said, you're going to start with Hellrunner if you can. Yeah, you I'm not saying... start with how You should not start with Aiden. It doesn't make any sense. Not with Aiden. And Gideon definitely is a target, though, because Gideon is, is, is the one that's going to be mid to late game is going to be putting out a ton of damage. Gideon is the one that gets yeah, the extra damage. Generally, shooting, shooting Wampa, um, and this, this may be true in all lists with Wampa. Um, someone had mentioned it to me earlier today in a Discord chat, and I really liked how it was, how it was uh, spoken to was, sure, shooting Wampa reduces his, you know, his ability to not be active, to not shoot his three, he shoots his two. But by diverting your attention to shooting Wampa just because of that, you're almost... It's kind of like giving your opponent a a disarm token for shooting what they'd rather shoot. You know what I mean? Like you don't yep. really want to shoot a two point Tie Fighter. Like, you'd rather shoot something else, unless there's a very specific uh, in game scenarios, like Wampus contesting an objective that you need him off of. Like you you actually are going to try and kill him. So not only are you getting the two points, you're also re removing the objective. But in a lot of other well, situations, the, uh, there are much higher target priorities than Wampa. Uh, the the real secret sauce in that is the swarm tactics as well. You put a you put two locks on Gideon, he's getting the swarm tactics, not Wampa. Uh, and same thing, you you Luke locks Wampa, just bring him up to I five. Like he's not going around and going away anytime soon. Not with Iden out there, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I think uh, I mean, do you got any final thoughts then on the matchup? It was salvage. Why? Do, why is it always salvage that on these finals? Um, well, I, I, it's salvage, but it's it's a different. It's not the same. True. Times. Like it's different. True. But well, I think it, in it really this case, hurt the X wings, right? That's what I was saying. It heavily benefits to the camera that isn't there anymore. Yeah, <laughs> it heavily benefits the Tie Fighters one because of the number of. Of, of tokens to carry it's five and because of the limited um oh. mobility you know basically luke yep. has afterburner so that's a waste of 10 points that you're, you're basically giving away 10 points with that afterburner uh colby it kind of takes his gimmick away and wedge you know Whatever you know, which which probably doesn't care as much unless he wants to like boost to get that torpedo in. Yeah, the the um, sheath beat's definitely the one that ends up carrying. Which I saw yeah. in the final that the Fenrir sheath beat was the one who picked up the objective for the rebels, but I think it was the only one. Right. Yeah, yeah, and then I mean, he, still, he still hurts it because you're not coordinating then. Yeah, and the tie fighters job. Well, just that one turn though. But the tie fighters really like. They hardly ever reposition. They're just moving, focusing, moving, focusing, moving, focusing. K turn. Like they're not, they're not really. Not in formation to... normally. Not in combat. No. Yeah, yeah. They're not trying to reposition. If they're repositioning, they probably made a mistake somewhere earlier on. 
Um, so it definitely benefited the, uh, I think it was his name, Marty? Um, Martin, the, yeah. yeah, Martin, the, the, the swarm heavily. Um, anyway, so that's that. It's, 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 it's a good list. I think it's nice that we're seeing them around. Now we're going to have to try to figure out what kind of impact it'll have. And um, maybe later on after we go through the top eight, we can have a couple discussions about what pairs up, what matches mm. up well against the TIE Swarm. I think I have a couple ideas, and I'm sure you guys do as well. Ooh, I um, love that segue. We should be moving to the on. Number, uh, it says number four. Oh. Well, yeah, this top, is top four now. Top Although I don't four. think they filled in their second top four players, so I don't know if Will you have insight as to them. I'd be already checked TTT. Ooh. They didn't. Hey Gonk, you. can you get uh, Swarm Tactics up? You want us to help explain? Uh, uh, swarm uh, tactics? As a note, Swarm Tactics is going to raise uh, a ship at zero to one to your initiative. Uh, so Home Runner is five, one, not zero to one. Not zero to one anymore, huh? Correct. Okay, good to know. But yeah, normally you'd put it on a Wampa, bring him up to five, so he can shoot first, hopefully, get those three dice. Um, but, I mean, you'd put it on any of the low initiatives. I guess there's some jank where you could activate the Jingoist before, like, a range one Mauler Mythil attack, but don't shoot the person who's strained. Yeah. I, I mean, guess. You don't, you don't have to shoot the same ship you Jingoist ability. Especially if you, bump uh, into, yeah. if you bump into them or they bump into you. It's actually very viable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, between the Jingoist and the, like, Jamin Beam. Man. Nasty. Anyways, uh, we do know one of the top four lists. This is Edward Moreland. This is a Separatist uh, with a Fire Spray. Uh, that's Jingo Fett uh, with Lone Wolf Savage, which is a Force Point or a coordinate a goofy coordinate uh thermal detonators false transponder codes delayed fuses the new slave one title and veteran tail gunner for those front and back attacks general grievous uh who's man had the biggest changes to his loadout recently uh now puts all of his points into just out maneuver and gets impervium plating and soulless one for free uh, there's a bombardment drone uh, with proxy mines and delayed fuses. Uh, those are the ones you can launch out the front. Uh, then DFS081, which I have to assume is the spend a calculate to uh, put crits to hits vulture, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, during the modify attacker's dice step, mm. which is before when the attacker would modify their dice to crits anyway. <laughs> right, so this would knock out natural crits. Still, though, uh, on all that hole on the bombardment drone, or even Django, didn't say anything about protecting other vultures. Uh, could be very good. Uh, has Discord missile, independent calculations as well, and missing like 10 points of loadout or something on that ship, I'm pretty sure. Uh, what can you do? Filled all your slots. Uh, then rounding out the list, Separatist drone with also Discord missiles. That's the I3 uh, generic four, generic non-limited uh, for two points as well. Uh, so instead of taking Django Grievous and then seven points, you split it into three, two, two. I yeah, don't have I've very actually, many good uh, seven pointers. I spent some time on this archetype. Uh, it's actually my current Kyber Cup list. Um, not that exact Django, slightly different. 
but most of it, Savage, False Transponder, Slave One, VTG, a bomb. Uh, Notorious is my talent. I think I have. I like the Notorious as well. I mean, honestly, if you can take Notorious, to like set up yourself, it can set up your friendship. I mean, imagine Mm. Notoriousing something that Grievous is about to outmaneuver. Uh, (laughs) Just chef's chef's kiss on that. Um, Not sure about independent calculations. I mean, it makes sense, but I mean that that hyena is kind of out dry with just his one calculate all the time uh, <laughs> which is okay i mean it, it's 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 either here neither here or there on that i think in this list um that false transponder codes at i6 can definitely help against luke who would like to proton torpedo someone and you just block him and say no um and or if you move after wedge which you have 50 50 chances to do every round um so, yeah, I think it's a solid archetype, um, and Edward obviously did really well with it. Uh, I, I agree with the Discord missiles. I like the Bombardment drone. Um, can you yeah. talk about Discord missiles? Now, they, they got cheaper. You can put them uh, on this, these two-point generics, but they went down to one agility, and you can now fire at them uh, from range zero. Uh, but we still see them played. Yep. <clears throat> Turns out uh, two things can happen. Uh, most of the time, you can still put them in whatever arc that you also have your own ships, and it's very likely they're not going to shoot the Discord anyway. They're going to want to shoot your ships, because that's probably still the correct call. Um, but they are ex- pretty valuable in salvage. Uh, if you just want to guarantee someone has to drop a box, put it in their back uh, guides and just say, all right, you're going to take a crit. And drop a box at initiative zero. Uh, don't have to worry about shooting you to get rid of your box. I can shoot at my other target priorities um, and go that route instead of uh, putting him in the front. I, it still might even be correct to put it in the front uh, because it still gets rid of people from shooting your ships if they decide to shoot the Discord missiles, which just keeps your ships alive longer. Uh, so I think Discord missiles mm-hmm. are still very valuable. Um, I think the way the vultures are pointed out right now, the ones that make the most sense are either the Separatist drones or 081, um, because I'd rather have the I3 capable movement if I needed to barrel roll and set it up on something lower, which there isn't a lot of lower initiative, but move, things moving at the same time, the Bombardment's 3, TFS 081's 3, I wouldn't want to take like a Hey Orchall prototype who's initiative one and give them that. Those Hey Orchall prototypes right now, I think, are better suited for uh, energy shell charges because they have the points for that. Uh, Agreed. That's another separatist list building that I have a dictionary of right now in my yeah. So, Marcel, what are you? I mean, when you see this across the table from you, what what is kind of your bigger target priorities if you got Django Grievous and three drones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, that's actually one of the things that I like about this particular list um, a lot. So I am going to be flying uh, CIS for XTC. I haven't came up with the list yet. Uh, we're still figuring that out, but I will be flying the faction. And uh, Django is 99% chance he'll be on there. Uh, but then yeah. it can be General Grievous, it could be a bunch of other stuff. Like, you never know, right? Or I might even just try to save the points and go Grievous plus stuff. But um, as I'm looking at this particular list, what I really like about it is the Bombardment Drone, because the Bombardment Drone with Proximity Mines, um, I, like that of offensively is as big of a threat 
as Grievous or Django Fett at only three points. So you can't ignore. I mean, you can you can ignore DFS in the separate disjoint to an extent. You know, you can you can fly around the Discord missiles. You can you can kind of ignore them. It's really hard to ignore a a proximity mine coming out of the front or back, and um, so it means you got to focus on it. You got to kill it because especially if you're flying uh, a Vader, a you know Tie Fighters, um, anything like that, those proximity mines do some some serious damage. Um, so you can't ignore it. So that makes it a target priority, but you can't ignore Grievous because Grievous is impossible to kill most of the time and then Django is similarly impossible to kill so you need to get while you still have your your torpedoes you know you still hot on your torpedoes or you still have your seven crack shots open you know while you still have the armament to do that really big heavy damage early on you want to put it to the ships that are really tough to kill end game but that bombardment drone is still a threat so you want to make sure that it's not um, it's a better Wampa. Like you want to shoot Wampa because you want to disable its ability. <laughs> uh, you know, it's a nuisance. Later on, you just want to get rid of it because you're thinking about what it, what it can do to you later. That bombardment drone is better at that, and it's protecting. Um, it's, draw, it's drawing aggro from the real things. And and realistically, if I'm flying, it depends on what I'm flying with. If I'm flying with the list that I built, um, or not that I built, but the lists that are popular right now. I'm probably going after Grievous because the I-5s and I-6 can hunt Grievous better. Mm, um, now, if you're one of the downsides is it feels really bad to shoot proton torpedoes at Grievous because the mm, likelihood you of that to crit, yeah, you have to crit. It's not a it's not a choice. Not a man. And must use it, it's must just really crit. bad, especially if you roll like a crit. And then a bunch of stuff, and then you have to turn another one to a crit. It's like, nope, toss that. Nope, toss that. It just re- feels really bad to shoot and a torpedo that, that does zero damage. Plating and how the ship crits are a high per- higher percentage of the damage deck than pilot. If he gets yeah. a pilot crit, though, then he just has to eat it. Yeah, he has to eat it. But True. Uh, again, it just um, that's probably the easier target to kill. Going after Django Fett is just. Um, I, I, it's it's really hard to kill him. He's like Boba Fett, right? He's, so he's, he's a gonna, trap. Well, yeah, yeah. So he's not Boba Fett defensively. Boba Fett's got those no. rerolls, but Django's I six, which means that mm-hmm. boost and moving later is difficult to track down. I mean, this specific list he has Lone Wolf, uh, which can help with that a little bit, but he is he has to yeah. specifically fly in a way to maximize that. Um, and he, he does. Worst point in Savage. So this this definitely, version definitely not as durable yeah. as. Boba, but he has his own different ways of threat. And the focus to to, to blank or the the pilot ability comes in handy as well if you're trying to pursue. Because you're not going to be able to pursue with your moves anytime. I mean, I I have to give a, a shout out to false transponder codes, uh, whether it's. Uh, uh, getting one of those locks from a proton torpedo off of you or locking a ship, locking one of your ships to strip off that target lock. Uh, false transponder codes stock went back up, in my opinion. Uh, bring them if you can. Yeah. yeah uh, no news on the other top four? I couldn't find it either. Yeah, I'm not sure who the other top four If was. there was a challenge yeah, bracket or something, I don't know if they... 
Well, it says uh, two eight one eight four eight eight. Those are the Swiss rings. I'm assuming it's that eight Benjamin Lee, maybe. Uh, we can just go down. Yeah, just go eight. down the list. The list of well, right. we're gonna. Still, yeah, there's yeah, still we'll eight of these people, right? One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. So Ben, seven, ben Lee went okay. six and zero oh, uh, mm -hmm. in Swiss and finished either top four or top eight. We, we don't know. Uh, he flew uh, Darth Vader, X1 Vader to be precise. Uh, he flew X1 Vader with brilliant evasion, elusive, so double uh, defensive tech there. Pattern analyzer, fire control system, and afterburners. Seventh sister with brilliant evasion, elusive, crack shot, fire control system, and concussion missiles. Uh, Vizier with Emperor Palpatine, which seems to be um, the the hot one to take. And then two us. How do you pronounce these? ISB Jingoist? Jingoist. Jingoist. Two ISB Jingoist with contraband cybernetics. So it's uh, five ship lists. Um, Darth Vader is doing the heavy lifting and Vizier is doing the heavy assisting, I guess. With that really amazing new... Um, amazing for the people who are using it. Terrible for the people who are flying against it. Of being Duchess, so do we call it Duchess Vizier now? Uh, yeah, they can the controlled uh, ailerons. Wow, what it makes a world of difference on those Reapers. I got to fly against one uh, this weekend, and the it was scary. Like it did not feel like a wild beast anymore. Uh, it was uh, uh, what do I say? Like uh, like Duchess, where they're yeah they're they're using the boost when they want to, not just strapping in and hoping, right? Yeah, so that's, that's they're that's... so much better now. And Benjamin definitely opting for keeping as many of his ships alive as possible with the brilliant evasions on both the force users and elusive. Plus, you got Palpatine out there. I mean, that's like. Uh, that's, that's actually a good rules question real quick. The interaction between Brilliant Evasion and Palpatine crew. Ooh, I would, my gut says no. Let's read. Brilliant Evasion, while you defend, if you're not in the attacker's bullseye, you may spend one force charge to change two of your eyeball results to evade result. I would Palpatine say no. crew, while another friendly ship defends and performs an attack, you may spend one force to modify one of its dice mm -hmm. as if it, though it had spent one force. Yeah. So no, I unless they well, it says, differently. It, it, it says, says one though dice. that ship may have spent it. But are you talking about the is that it specifically states one? Uh yeah, one just like you can't use Emperor Palpatine's ability of uh for Darth Raiders like uh what do I want to say? His like uh, blank to hit ability and the defender, um, or fifth brother as well. You can spend the to fifth brother. Um, I, I don't think it works. Though I mean, it certainly uh, can help you when you got three agility. Um, I'm surprised if with all that defensive tech didn't take uh, debris gambit, um, but one definitely had to take the afterburners. And uh, pattern gambit. analyzer. Yeah, I don't think debris gambit fits in that. I was actually no. more surprised. So, on on the offensive end, uh, you could have swapped brilliant and elusive for malice. 
Mm. People do, people wait, do wait, wait, love wait. Malice. So you can do, if I'm not, I, I mean, I haven't even seen it. I'm just kind of figuring it out as I'm seeing this because I haven't really okay. messed with X1. But you could do uh, like Brilliant Debris Gambit, Pattern Analyzer, Fire Control System, and Shield Upgrade. For a ridiculous oh, no afterburners, mm, no afterburners, yeah. just for a ridiculously tanky. I mean, basically, focus evaded force every time you system. But yeah, focus evade. Focus oh, yeah, yeah. Or, or yeah, fire control system and elusive. Throw that into a debris gambit. And that I, don't, got. I don't know if that's enough for debris gambit, though. Gonna be honest with you, debris gambit is three, isn't it? Or six. Oh, no, oh, god, six. oh, yeah. god. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm like, brilliant and elusive don't even get you debris gambit. You'd have to knock off fire control. System. Yeah, fire control. Oh, but I thought it was still three. Good no, it's six. no, it's very good because they're just handed out to force users who. Yeah, they uh, don't gave a lot of force have... users talent, so yeah, up it. Yeah, like Luke. People haven't been trying to break in, but Luke, but you can. Uh, but yeah, that is interesting. Uh, we've heard the rumors. Obviously, you guys did a whole last podcast about how scary Darth Vader Defender is. Um, but X1, no slouch as well. Um, not with those afterburners. Uh, not with, uh, like, brilliant evasion. I mean, you're just missing the 4K, which Pattern Analyzer covers for you. Uh, so this kind of discount X1 Vader uh, gets you a whole jingoist. That's really the difference between those two. And a, whole, a, a whole jingoist. Actually, yeah. not, not even the crits, because you can... Yeah, Malice. Malice. You pretty much... I, I think I agree. You stapled Malice and Juke on Vader now. It's just, do you want <laughs> HLC or cluster missiles? Yeah, not a lot of options. You can take Ion uh, Missile, I guess. Would I you... think the... The, the, the big thing for me with Vader is like, yeah, you do get a, a whole nother two-point ship or two points available to you in a list with X1. But if X1 ever gets blocked, like, there goes your offense if you didn't have a lock on someone prior. Uh, Granted, you have yeah. Vizier. Got Vizier. this list. Very, I think if you're bringing X1 Vader, you should have someone to coordinate. And right now, Vizier's a really good source of that because Vizier doesn't totally stress agree. itself with coordinate and still has Palpatine out there. Um, but... Uh, one thing that is that tends to be kind of alarming with uh, Defender Vader that if you block him, he is very likely still fully modded offense. Uh, he won't have his evade for the Juke, at least, unless he got coordinated it. Um, it but it's also seven health to five, like that's a big difference. Yes, true, big difference. But you know what uh, this Vader can do that the other Vader can't, doesn't normally do? One bank. Go one forward. Man, you mean one, sometimes. I was going to say that the Defender can 100% one bank. Oh, he doesn't like to, though. Not a Juke one, anyways. Yeah, you just take the evade action, then. Ew, gross. <laughs> no, <I'm sorry. laughs> Defender Vader. Come on <laughs> offense anyway. I guess that's true. Anyway, moving right. on. Yes. Uh, Andy Cameron is our next top eight, maybe top four. That's how we're going to phrase it. They're story. all going to be top eight. We're just, they're all top yeah. eight now. Um, I think we'll see later on. There were two and maybe multiple iterations of this Rebel variation of list where you got your Wedge and your Luke and your other two ships. Instead of doing the Fen Rao 
for the I-6 coordinate, plus a four-point ship like Colby, or maybe some of those four-point uh, proton torpedo-carrying Y-wings like Horton or Dutch. You have Ezra in the TIE Fighter still having that crew slot available, but opting uh, for K-2SO crew in this list to provide that... Uh, calculate out to a friendly ship that can it's it's, it's a light coordinate basically uh, where um, you know, I mean technically you're giving someone a calculate action by doing that uh, no but it's no, not it's just action. the token yeah I just just talking about I mean like it's, oh I see what you're saying when I when I phrased as a light coordinate it's technically mm. still a coordinate for a calculate but you're just assigning someone to calculate which is still good uh, first I think about it as basically wedges force that too. <laughs> Um, and then this Luke, though, instead of opting in for the uh, afterburners, you have proton torpedoes, you have trick shot, and you have shattering shot, which is uh, oh wait, was, was this the wrong Ezra Bridger we were looking at? No, nope, it's the right it's one. It's the same one. It's, it's, it's Tie just... Fighter Ezra. That's what I thought. Because all she yeah, it's it's, it's yeah, it's Tie Fighter Ezra actually. Does have the crew member though? Yeah, uh, but. Uh, so anyway, that Luke with Shattering Shot, Trick Shot is alarming, the damage. It's so crazy. Uh, and actually bringing the R3 Astromech, I think, can be kind of key when if you um, may be locking something that you mentioned earlier, Will, that has false transponder codes or something that just jams you in general. You just take your lock action, lock the first thing. Oh, no, I had a jam on me. There goes my one lock. And just take it on the thing I wanted to shoot it anyway. So R3 can help get around those jamming effects in the game right now for any proton torpedo carrier such as Luger Wedge. But this wedge does not have R3. has R4, assuming you're sending that K2SO calculator over to Wedge. You have those two turns that are blue. You have Predator, you have Elusive, and you have Proton Torpedoes. And then the five-point ship left over, you have Ahsoka Tano, so your I-5, coordinate-esque, uh, but also pretty well damaging, uh, A-wing with concussion missiles and the same trick shot, shattering shot combination as Luke. So you have another banger of a uh, munition with that obstruction combination. So a lot of potential high damage output here um, where you're not safe behind the obstacles. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm super surprised that he doesn't have the turret on there with shattering shot and trick shot, but yeah. high initiative it, double or a high initiative lock boost is still very good. It is, but I just wanted to point out it's the it's not similar to it's the exact same list the exact that same. Ollie is flying. So I'm guessing they probably theory crafted it together. Yeah, um, and Ollie, where do where do you finish Marcel? He's he also an ace. Yep. Yeah, he, he, yep. he's he's an eighth so he also flew the same list he also made the top eight uh i i know he did lose top eight he lost to bartos in top eight uh in a close match what i heard um but yeah it's the exact same list so i'm guessing they probably went back and forth and decided to bring the same list i'm guessing andy's probably a 186 guy as well and it's a similar list to i don't know if you guys remember i said i i played against ali last week there was the same list the only difference is he had uh trick shot instead of elusive and predator so he went on on wedge so he went like all that i guess and made that change but um yeah i mean it's a six die proton torpedo or a five die concussion missile i mean that is 
I mean, that's a five dice con- double modded concussion yeah, missile, a six die double modded proton torpedo. Four. Is... So you need 15 dice from those three ships? Yeah, yeah. Like, um, yikes. I, I like afterburners, but after I saw this, I was like, yeah, that's, that's a more effective and scarier uh, look build. Like, that is the a shots really are definitely scary... scarier, but the threat range is more controlled controllable yeah. like yeah, yeah afterburners yeah. loop gets around right like you can really go places with that and threaten a larger zone whereas this luke is more careful on the approach more probably a little more predictable um trying to line trying to you know doing maneuvers and likely i mean ahsoka can coordinate luke so luke could still boost and ahsoka mm-hmm. can provide her ability to lock as well which i i don't doubt was a thing that was done not and maybe even Ooh. ahsoka just providing luke a focus well, i mean just so that like that shattering shot he just spends a force and just says i have a focus lock with luke mm-hmm. well the thing you can't do with Fenral is move your luke up to one of those big debris and then have ahsoka barrel roll him before he moves next round yeah, but yeah, yeah, there's a lot of play there. Uh, we didn't even talk about the jams on uh, Ezra Tie Fighter. Uh, what was it? Uh, was it Tommy? Did you, I thought he had Leia on his? But no, yeah, the K two S O adds um, the jam action to your to your action bar, so that makes it a uh, again. That's a I mean that's the cheapest ship. That's probably kind of tough to kill. Uh, not tough, tough, but I mean, you have to focus. You have to make sure you know, you know, it's probably not going to die unless you wedge with a torpedo. It's probably not going to die to one shot. Um, and no, probably not. It's it. If you don't take care of it, it's going to annoy you. It's going to keep giving somebody. It's 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 a, it's a little mini Palpatine out there throwing somebody a a, a force, a a soft focus, and then. It's true. Um, it does have a shattering shot, so it has the potential to do three or four, four damage. So it's not. It does have a shattering shot, right? No, it does not. Ezra, no. Okay, never. Just, just so he does not have a shattering shot, but still. No, he's just a little support blocker slash jammer. Yeah, the jam uh, is the jam comes in handy. Jam could be nice. I mean, if you go in there for the block and then uh, they bump into you, you could still prevent them from taking that token. Uh, uh, underutilized, uh, I would say that much. Uh, so we did talk about Ali. The last two lists here, uh, another one's very similar to the Imperial list we talked about with X1 Vader. Uh, this is Carol Petrowskix. That can't be right. Uh, I, that's pretty close. That's probably closer than what I got. Anyways, uh, that same exact Darth Vader, brilliant, elusive, pattern, fire control, afterburners. Uh, with the, the same Vizier, you have uh, Emperor Palpatine crew, a two-point TIE fighter in Wampa with Predator. But this rounds out the list instead of Seven Sister and the Extra Jinguist uh, with Rexler Brath Defender. Uh, with juke fire control system and heavy laser cannon. 
still uh, gets it to a four ship build with throwing uh, Wampa in there, TIE Fighter Filler. Uh, what, uh, what year is it? Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, Darth, uh, or Rexler Brath, still just as good as any other defender um, with utilizing that uh, juke, flipping up face-up cards. Uh, hopefully Darth Vader didn't put through, say, a direct or panicked uh, so that Rexler might flip back up with his own pilot ability. Uh, I actually got to reread that word for word. I do know it involves being evaded. Uh, it's after you perform an attack that hits, if you're evading, expose one of the de defender's damage cards. So it's even the attacks he puts through. Uh, so Vader can put crits, and then he can essentially put crits through as well. Terrifying out there as just a seven-point ship uh, with the, the decrease now for yeah. uh, the defenders. And once again, uh, Vizier in this list, same Emperor Palpatine loadout, can, Corday can be very helpful for both Vader and Rexler. You know, whether you're talking about giving Rexler the focus so that when he does do a move, he can take his target lock that he wants or reposition. Or um, probably the more powerful things I've seen with defenders is um, coordinating them a boost or barrel before they're about to 4K. Because a lot of people mm, will yeah. be like, oh, okay, I'll know if they 4K or not this turn based upon where, you know, looking at where it's likely going to end up. Not a lot of people see the, oh, they boosted the defender. Oh, now it's 4K. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they boosted the defender towards me. Uh, wait, now I can't block that K-turn anymore. Yeah, yep. it's uh, a lot of tricks. I mean, we've seen that with, like, advanced sensors back in the day. You may have heard of it. Uh, that uh, it was almost slapped to these high-initiative defenders, uh, like Rexler Brath, to, to, be able to, to be able to do just that. Uh, but let's... Uh, Look at the last list here um, before we kind of do an overall recap. This is Niels Detert. Uh, I'm getting a Morrison Run Farmer out here. Uh, this is uh, a Republic list. Uh, I was like, which Anakin is this? And then it says calibrated laser targeting. So uh, that would be the regular Delta 7 uh, with Predator and R2. D2 astromech, uh, very interesting. Can either disable devices or what uh, deplete for shield, I believe. Yes, I, don't want... uh, I believe that's correct. Bring up that R2D2 because that, that was a highly coveted upgrade in Republic back when we had the trajectory oh, the... simulator bombs with Sabine. Mm, yes, um, yes, exactly. Now we have uh after it is it is two charges uh republic rg2 is after you activate so a lot of people are used to these droid effects happening uh before you activate or after reveal dial or something like that this is mm -hmm. after you activate so after you've done all your actions you may spend one charge and gain a deplete token to repair one damage card recover one shield or remove one device at range zero to one device so could be bomb could be 
a com- uh, a Mando Commando. <laughs> R2-D2 <laughs> zapping some Mandalorians. Could be a mine. Ooh, that's true. Yeah, I forgot that they account for that. Mm-hmm. Ooh, terrifying. Uh, let's see. Well, let's take a look at the rest of the list here. Obviously, Calibrated and Predator, a combination uh, these eight sprites haven't had uh, since uh, these most recent changes. Uh, we see it here as well on Obi-Wan Kenobi, Predator, Laser, uh, and Shield. He has two mod slots? No. No, he does. Wow, would you look at that? Uh, and then Hound, that is the Lat, who can take your depletes or strains, uh, with Yoda uh, to be handing out the force when they spend them. Uh, 7th Fleet Gunner to up their attacks, which we've seen with Calibrated Laser Targeting before, to get that 5 dice range 1 going uh, going around the restriction of 7th Fleet Gunner. Uh, an Agile Gunner, so you could rotate your arc if need be. Uh, also super useful on the lats who hate taking any action uh, that stresses them or uh, really uh, everything, including the reinforce, really. But anyways, uh, Mace Windu with heightened perception, R4P17, which I believe is the pattern analyzer droid where you can twice per game do a action even while stressed after executing a red maneuver. Uh, and then, of course, the calibrated laser targeting. So this kind of this is a weird uh, alpha because you can shoot at seven, six, five double modified right between the predator and the calibrated laser targeting and the force obi-wan's focuses uh plus the seven fleet gunner uh but instead of say the long range attacks we've seen with proton torpedoes these guys want to line up bullseyes uh a lot of respect out to Niels uh to be able to fly this list so far uh, yeah, Brian, most of your damage is coming from Bullseye in this one, which uh, not that not, you can't get damage out your primary arc without mm-hmm. being in the Bullseye since you have 7th Fleet, but you really want to hit those Bullseyes. Um, <clears throat> like you said, Mace Windu with that R4P17 kind of jives with his ability where after you fully execute a red maneuver, you recover a force. Uh, keep in mind, while Yoda does give you two force charges, um, not only do you have his ability where another friendly ship at 0 to 2 fully executes a purple maneuver or performs a purple action, you may spend one of Yoda's force charges. If you do, you recover that ship you're targeting for the effect recovers one force. Um, but he also just has a purple coordinate and you got mm-hmm. two force. So you get one extra to kind of use because uh, it's probably not too often that the actual lat is needing two force charges. So just having coordinate is pretty good. Um, And I think uh, one big thing to note is Hound's ability. Um, Not a lot of triggers around here. What I'm not sure of is if Niels brought gas clouds. But the one main trigger, and and this was in R2-D2, is you would have to take a deplete for his effect. Exactly. But Hound is after a friendly ship in your turret arc gains a deplete or strain. If you have no tokens of that type, you may transfer that token to yourself. So the only restriction is in the turret arc. So if Anakin wants to use R2-D2, that deplete, Hound can just eat it up for him. 
Uh, yeah, it's like having a free shield upgrade. Um, and Hound is doing seven fleet gunner recharges normally anyways, taking those weapons disabled. Shooting like long range two dice attacks, so don't even bother. Yeah, big, uh, shooting big support it. platform between Yoda and mm-hmm. Seventh Fleet and oh, we didn't, ability when you need we it. Didn't, we didn't even talk about that fire convergence rerolls in addition to the Predator. Man, all the rerolls you need. Uh, these things just got passive modifiers flying left and right. Yeah, imagine when uh, if you're out of fire convergence charges because you have three CLT users uh, sure. or hound's dead um having those predators can just say like i'm adding this focus and i'm just gonna re-roll it see what I get. Uh, that's true like i said a, a combination we've never seen before um but it's so so good well it was available on some of the ships in the first part of the new edition of x um, yeah. uh, but right. a lot of people just opted for the missiles when that was <laughs> yeah kind of gave up on the old clt uh so that makes it then we saw three imperial lists two darth vaders and palps so sith lords uh one tie swarm uh all three rebel lists uh were wedge luke plus uh two normally uh then uh the Django and the Jedi round out the top four here. Uh, so we do not see any first order in the, or sorry, sorry, the top eight. No first order, no resistance. Sequel uh, faction not allowed. What? Sequel, se- se- sequel factions not allowed. Oh, sequel, sequel but, factions. Yeah, we, we do mean, have some very close that were mm-hmm. uh, close to the top eight. Um, you can kind of right. go over those real quick, just about the archetypes. So there were sure. two, two representations mm-hmm. near the top of this very similar First Order list. <clears throat> we oh, had yeah. Kylo Whisper. We had Nightfall. We had either Static or Scorch, Grudge, and Commander Malrus and the Typho. Both those lists, pretty much the exact same minus the Static and Scorch swap. And I even think there was a third iteration within the uh, four-win list as well. So um, those were the only FOs yeah. that got four win, but they were all very similar archetype, very specific. So it's interesting that hmm. between the Whisper Jam effects it, from Kylo Whisper and Nightfall, you had Grudge with Electro Chaff missiles as well. There was a lot of tech in there to deal with locks and jamming it. Yeah, yeah, the double jams. I see you here. Nightfall is really good uh, jamming uh, by flying through somebody. Uh, very interesting. We do see uh, just Dan uh, in the 12th overall in Swiss did get uh, the highest place with the resistance. Uh, Finn, Sai uh, in the Y-Wing, uh, Wilsa in the Y-Wing, Kaz uh, with, of course, Notorious. And this, I have to imagine, with the Black One title is Trigger Happy Poe. Uh, so you get two cheaper Y-Wings, a cheap fin, a little cheap pod, got a pseudo ace in CADs. Well, we'll say I-4 ace. He's probably actually a true ace uh, with that advanced slam. Uh, then you're heavy hitting Poe with, of course, proton torpedoes. Um, I'm not surprised about any of that, <laughs> to be honest with you. 
Uh, those are just good, good pieces right now. Look at all those upgrades these Y-Wings get. Whew. They have so much room, and targeting appear one point, engine upgrade, three points. It's mm -hmm. Basically, put a four-point tax on most of your Y-Wings, because then you'll just get boost and target lock into Calculate. Yeah, makes sense. But going back to the top eight, though, uh, strong, strong represent representation from uh, Darth Vader and... Uh, well, honestly, just TIE Fighters in general. Uh, that would be my big takeaway, is that TIE Fighters are playable before you just ran them only because they are two points. Uh, but now you can actually reach out for these Jinkoist, Wampa, uh, Howlrunner. Uh, even at four points, still uh, has value taken uh, into the fight. Um, so I'm... I'm pretty excited about the diversity we're seeing here, though. The only thing that I really see is all in common here. Uh, all of these lists have I-5s. Or better. Multiple I-5s are better. Oh, that's right. Dion uh, is highlighting, we forgot to mention, scum. Oh, no presence in the top yes. eight either. Mm, and down you. in 19th and 20th in Swiss, we have a couple lists. Uh, actually, I think they were exactly the same. Yes. Mandalorian in the Razorcrest. Manaroo even went up to five points, still taken. Uh, Kanan Jarrus in the Hawk and Lima Kai in the White. Ooh, yeah. Uh, big shout out to Gar Saxon Gunner. Um, people haven't been toying around with that, but Manor gets a little bit more loadout now. I don't know if that card works in the overlay. I doubt it, Dion. Uh, so let me just read it to you uh, because I got uh, caught up on the first part of this card and did not uh, really factor in the second part as much. Uh, Gar Saxon Gunner, specifically, because uh, you lose your crew slot when you're punishing one, uh, says you, you can only perform uh, locks, actions on things in your front and rear arcs, uh, which, okay. Uh, but the second ability here, while you perform a primary attack, if the defender is in your front arc, it probably will be for punishing one. You may remove one orange or red token from the defender you roll one additional attack dice to a maximum of four. Uh, does not say anything about if that's a uh, lock or not. Uh, so you can get that extra um, offense by either taking a lock or the strain through Notorious. Uh, you can just remove that, roll four dice instead. I'm not sure what the math is better. Probably with R5P8, the reroll droid, uh, four offense. Probably yeah, going to be better. I was, was going to say, the uh, it's always better to have, generally better to have better offense than messing with your opponent's defense. And the clause of that Notorious has where if you're shooting a strange ship, you get a reroll. Well, Manor doesn't care. You have RFP8. So, like, <laughs> you're going to have your reroll anyway. So, you're basically handing him a strain to say, I'm going to roll four dice whether you're at range one 
anyway, and you're going to be strained, so it's going to be worse. Yeah, or, even worse. Yeah, because Gar Saxon is max four. Well, I'm going to roll four dice at yep. range two and three. So I, I think you guys yeah. are also just um, disregarding the Kanan. Kanan with Maul. Uh, that's that's right there. We're just no. highlighting Gar Saxon. No, what I'm saying. Yeah. No, I'm saying you're disregarding Kanan as the trigger for Gar Saxon because it doesn't you don't have to burn your own target lock. And Kanan uh, yeah. really doesn't gain well, a whole lot of value with his two die pea shooter. And most of the time his arc is pointed at his friends anyway. So if his arc is pointed at his friends, he can burn a target lock somewhere else sure. to give I mean there's there's also a uh, Lima Kai with those proton torpedoes. So if she didn't need that yeah. lock uh, could be a uh so, a token to spend as well. Yeah, so Manoru doesn't have, to, or the, not just Manoru, but the Gar Saxon carrier doesn't necessarily need to be the one that is supplying or generating those those red and orange tokens. They can come from other places as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, super interesting. Man, the uh, European community is so tight-knit uh, with these very similar pairs of lists. Uh, obviously, Jordan and Ben here did pretty good to get up into 19th, 20th overall in Swiss. Uh, they're both uh, four wins apiece there. If you see the the 12, uh, what do they call them now? Event points, I believe. Something like that. Uh, but yeah, so no, those guys, uh, this gun wasn't too far off. Uh, Could have made it into the cut there. Uh, but what do you think as far as uh, you know the list diversity? This this also had an I five Torp and an I five um, Mandalorian in it. Is that just what the meta is calling for? Are people I mean, we, like so scared of other I fives that now they like it's an arms race essentially? Well, is it we, we saw the points go down in a lot of the high featured character pilots while the a lot of the two points disappeared slash went up um so the shift in balance was there's going to be less ships but the higher end ships are going to be more accessible mm -hmm. so and generally we've seen in almost all of past x-wing being higher initiative is good <laughs> you can initiative kill things and the scenarios have lended towards more uh pvp style lists or at least um have how the the scenarios themselves haven't uh stopped pvp lists from ex uh, existing at a high clip maybe that wasn't too much the case before but it's more enforced now that you know with salvage any ship that wants to be maneuverable they don't want to touch those crates they just want to kill their enemies ships um scramble there's there's less objectives there's only three uh assault you just need to exist somewhere and scramble is no longer a role right higher initiative and it's yours that's true last so we're seeing high alphas high initiative uh right now and that is kind of a foreseeable thing like one of the early things people will grab onto is, uh, can I kill stuff quick, and can I kill stuff at high initiative? And how I, can I best do that? I think one element of um, of lists that have a lot of commonality that, that 
I think we need to add to the high initiative uh, and the other thing they said uh, was a high initiative and high alpha or high Just alpha strikes or damage potential. People leaning more offense than defense. I think something days. else that also gained a lot of value now versus you know the previous version is um, coordinating and support. I think that you know you're seeing like uh, uh, Palpatine, Viz, 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 uh, Vizio, Vizimo. Uh, Ahsoka, you know, Fenrauer, another Sheathpede, Kanan. Um, so, uh, support ships, I think, you know, it's, um, I think one of the only, uh, most of the lists have a dedicated 100% support ship, minus maybe, just at a quick glance, the CIS list doesn't have one. The CIS is mostly just all damage output. But outside of the CIS list, they all have a dedicated support structure that's important to the list it's not like a throwaway oh i need something so let me just throw it away it's like a staple that makes it work mm, i would say those first order lists they're I was pretty independent first order lists uh we we dipped into the first order to, gotcha. to mention it but uh no not on the top eight and that might be though the difference uh being able to get you out of those tight spots uh even with uh uh Ezra and Ahsoka, they're both like half coordinators, right? Uh, so you can find a combination Ahsoka's between the two. Ahsoka's not a half coordinator. Ahsoka is a coordinator. Well, you can't be doing that ability every turn. You literally run out and cannot do it after the third time. But, yeah. I understand what you're saying. I mean, K2SO is going to be slinging those calculates all over the place. Uh, any other trends? I mean, no. uh, we've talked a lot about how to how these lists fight each other as well. Um, did you guys see any other shout-outs or anything that you might want to discuss going forward? Um, I only have one, and it's it's X1 Vader uh, beat out Defender Vader. Uh, do you guys? Uh, you know, mentioned previously, uh, Darth Vader, Defender, the Juke we're all scared of, the Juke-Malaris combination. Um, I'm trying to see where even it was. Uh, 15th I, place with Tom Reed is the highest uh, I see yeah. here. I'm wondering how, um, how much, like, geography had to do with that, you know, like, local meta. It's still, it was still, you know, UK centralized. Sure. Uh, and just by looking at the top, whatever number of lists we did, there was a lot of commonality, and there was a lot of exactly duplicated lists, like people that were, you know, getting together and saying, like, we want to fly this. Uh, so I'm guessing if you have this tournament in, you know, Central Europe, or if you have it in Australia, if if you get a lot more defender vader so i don't know if it's if it's necessarily both vaders uh, are yeah. powerful that's for mm -hmm. sure yeah well i, I think looked it, at the the list here that looks like tom reed and then there's one uh uh philip as well we're running it philip ran it still with vizier um but tom only ran it with countdown it's a big difference in Countdown's uh, a really ship. interesting call right now. If you're only expecting about like I'm gonna need know, a two to three high powered shots, 
countdown, just be like, all right, I'll take one damage distress. Right. <laughs> Let's, uh, I mean, countdown, you just don't want to shoot at so, with uh, with limited shots that are high right. powered, right? So. Yeah, well, let me read the ability here. So while you defend, this is a tie striker, as so don't. So I was making the comparison. While you defend, after the neutralized result step, so you get to see what you rolled for defense and can mod it if you want. Uh, if you are not stressed, you may suffer one damage and gain one stress token. If you do, cancel all dice results. So Wedge comes in, four hits trick shot or whatever, right? Five hits trick shot. And uh, you roll one single evade or something like that. Uh, yeah, uh, just cancel it all. And now they have to fire up uh, a second torp at you with Luke. Um, and it might not, might not kill you. Might not do that three damage needed. Um, so he's basically his own item, right? More or less. Yeah, I mean, imagine if you had a list with a, just Iden and Countdown flying around. <laughs> it's like, <Inferior> rating. <laughs> whatever. You don't care about what you throw at us. We'll figure it out. You have to do two, you realistically have to shoot two to three things at those targets to even potentially kill them. And they're just three and three or four point chips, and you'd still have plenty of room for other stuff. Yeah, which I think I think is interesting. People finding those little uh, counters where we discussed it a little bit beforehand, but like the idea starts with Rebel Alpha, like whoa, Wedge and Luke, so good. Uh, but they were really an answer to Darth, the fear of Darth Vader, and now we need uh, things to counter those counters. Right, and that's kind of where the the meta, if you will, uh, spreads out, getting into this kind of wackier ships like Countdown or I don't know. Is is the Tie Swarm wacky? No, Define it's, pretty, it's, it's pretty straightforward. You just have to take time to know what you're doing with it. It just takes like a little bit of a learning it's true. curve. I mean, we've because <clears throat> you're basically flying a giant ship for a while. It's just yeah. one big ship that's I mean, moving together. Um, you just got to know the maneuvers necessary to get to certain spots you want to go. Obstacle placement's really important. Um, and because of that, it flies differently. I, so, yes, TIE Swarm 1. People who used to play TIE Swarms or want to play TIE Swarms may pick it up. But I'm pretty sure a higher majority of the player base is, even though that TIE Swarm 1, a higher majority of the player base is likely to go and shift towards Rebel Alphas or mm -hmm. uh, some Vader... TIE Fighters, Reaper combination, right? Something in there of a Empire-style salad that includes Vader. Likely a Reaper is feeling pretty good right now, and some TIE Fighters and whatever else you want to mix in there um, are likely the two archetypes that, my, that I would assume people are going to gravitate towards as we move forward if they're hopping onto the what feels good. If they're hopping onto the what might counter what's good that's where maybe the stuff like the first order that showed up is good that has a lot of those jam effects that neuters some of the offense that disrupts what you're trying to do um mm -hmm. has bombs um for auto damage on the stuff that does have token stacks um you could look at republic um they have some you know they have a ton of uh token stack potential that can mitigate a lot of the damage from torpedoes potentially. And even on top of that, you know, if you, 
we normally were pretty down on the Adas uh, to some degree when they lost their auto blasters, but ion cannons saying, you know, I'm going to shoot you, and if you get ion, you just lose your locks. Another way to get rid of those uh, locks on a ship that you'd want to not be torped. So, um, there's plenty of stuff around to consider, and Scum, as a faction, has access to plenty of elicits, which can just be a bunch of false transponder codes. Just defensively <laughs> just true. say, I don't want to be torqued very easily, so <laughs> I will take false transponder codes wherever I can. Um, and even Resistance has access to that quite well, too, between their Falcons and their Fireball. Zori as well, though she her loadout's pretty tight Zori. these days. Zori is yeah, because wartime loadout's ten. That's a very tight loadout. Um, yeah, twenty two you know, points we, for that torp. We talked about how one of the top four lists had Django high I six uh, false transponder code as well. Um, mm -hmm. If you're going more on the disruption end of the spectrum, uh, potentially to help counter what is being played heavily right now. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, what about you, Marcel? Do you have any uh, just general thoughts? Uh, is is this uh, the meta? Should we expect this uh, to continue? No, I don't. I don't think it's the meta. Um, I mean, it's it's what people want to fly, but is it? Yeah, it's not I, I just set, think that there's a lot saying. of unexplored. Uh, I think we were closer to the meta. Uh, after Adepticon, because there were things that were clearly things you had better. To do, right? Yeah, there were like, things that were clearly better than other things, right. uh, namely Republic or um, name, namely either Republic or, or Trajectory. You know, some type of, of wings. Like there's like different versions of it that you can do, but like that was clearly better than everything else, and everything else was kind of playing from behind. Right now, I think that there's. Uh, there's still unexplored lists that can still, not just lists, uh, unexplored ships that just have a lot of potential. I've talked to you about it and the rest of the guys uh, oh, yeah. over some of them that I think, I'm not saying because we're, we're, we're kind of theory crafting for XTC, so we're not putting it out there yet. But mm -hmm. you know, there's things out there that that I think are unexplored and are really good um, and really good in some of the factions that, that did not, I think out of the eight, top eight, six of them were either Rebel or Empire. So that's, you know, it's pretty one-sided. But I think there's stuff in Scum, there's stuff in uh, CIS, there's stuff in Resistance. I know Lambolo was talking about Resistance. Um, there are some resistance things like resistance does really well against tie swarms because resistance is one of the factions that could put five, six ships out, not six, but that could put five ships out there that are beefy enough to say, I'm going to, you're going to have to shoot all seven shots at a single target to try to get it out of there and then still take four pretty heavy, heavy shots, if not five heavy shots coming back at you. Uh, so they have enough beef to to kind of play that that um, attrition game. Um, so so there's there's things out there for the first order. I I, I don't know enough about the first order to. Apparently, whispers, uh, whispers are uh, very popular. I saw that same. Um, 
Kylo a couple different times going through the the list. It must be floating around uh, the UK and Europe. People are really digging it. Yeah, yeah. And Boba, like, uh, I mean, it, I mean, Boba's it, it, just it, fine. Yeah, I'm just saying, if if you're seeing tie swarms or you're seeing swarms in general. One of the first things you should look at is like, oh, does that mean I can fly Boba now? I mean, you can always fly Boba, but like, does it make Boba better? And usually the more ships that are mm -hmm. out there, Boba, especially with like veteran tail gunner, uh, turret gunner, tail, not tail, veteran tail gunner, um, just really good. Modding in the front, modding on the back, and modding defensive shots. Uh, every single defensive shot is just really good. So uh, I would expect to see some Boba run in. Boba, oddly enough, has has the range yeah. to it is to, uh it is interesting that i do think in a lot of these lists i heard someone say like it's the movie character meta or something like that some some offhand comment about it uh but we do we do see like uh an actual like named character in most of these like every first order list has kylo every uh republic list has anakin right every uh Rebels list has Luke in it. Um, just like not not so much as like game balancing, but like, what do you guys actually think about that? Like, is that for the best? Like, I'm. I think it's for the best if you have to make difficult choices to, or you know, if there's options. I don't think it's for the best when they're force fed you like they're force fed being like luke skywalker is so effective or so uh not effective but luke skywalker is just so much value you get like it's so good for this value and you get so many loadout points that you're dumb if you don't fly them and you're flying rebels i think that's bad if it's a Luke Skywalker is really good and you can win win with him. He's one of the better ships, but you can also take those six points and apply it somewhere else and just be, you know, just as competitive. Then I think it's good because, um, because you're not, you know, I think it just feels bad if you start, if it gets to the point where you're, you feel uh, limited and like, I have to take this because this is, and, you know, it's um, you know we always talk about the auto include being bad for ships. Like it's bad when you have an auto include on a ship because it limits your options uh, as far as the loadout. But it's also bad if it's auto include on a faction because then it limits the options. You're gonna, I, I you know, I think Wedge and Luke is a good example. Wedge and Luke right now, for for the most part, is an auto include when it comes to rebels. Um, right. I don't think the Empire, I think, you know, because the Empire, obviously, with the TIE Swarm. Um, TIE Fighter is pretty good. I don't know about it, auto It kind of challenges the whole Darth Vader is an auto-include thing. But um, but definitely in the Rebels, you have that. And uh, I would think in the Scum, you kind of have that. You know, you probably... Sure, you grab your bounty hunter of choice. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, Dion... Uh, uh, Ryan, I don't know if Ryan, I want nope. to hear Ryan's opinion because we usually. Oh, go ahead, Ryan. Yeah, as far as the movie, the the movie um, stars. Yeah, I, I get prevalence. what you're coming from on the whole, like, you know, because I, I would kind of feel that way right now about Vader. Now, there's two versions of Vader. 
but an empire besides a tie swarm that we've seen do well. I don't know if I make a list without Vader, and I definitely don't know if I make a rebel list without Luke and or Wedge, right? Probably Luke before Wedge, unless very specific situation, but it's very like you are taking Luke a, a lot. Like, I, I don't know why you wouldn't right now. Um, <clears throat> I guess other factions that might have that situation. I mean, I've built plenty of CIS lists without Django or even Grievous right now. I don't know if it's right, but I've done it. Whereas I've never built a rebel list without Luke right now. Um, which, there's two sides to it, right? On a competitive slash um, more experienced player level, it depends on what kind of player you are, it's different opinions, but <clears throat> I know it can feel a little fresher or more uh, a little more vari varied when it's not so obvious what you should be bringing in a faction list. Um, and it, right, right now, it could be what's obvious to us currently. In a couple months, things could evolve and change. It could even be six months down the road. It could be, uh, who knows, um, to how long it's going to be this. But say if you were to show this game to a newer player, or if you just, you're playing it in a local game store, you have someone walk by, like, Oh, it's Star Wars. Look what game it is. Look, there's Vader. Is, is that Vader flying his X-1? Yeah. Is that Luke in the X-Wing? Yeah. Like, they're there. It it draws in a newer crowd better, I'm pretty sure. Um, but, I, like, obviously, like I said, on the flip side, on the competitive or more experienced player base that might want more variety or, or feels like more variety available to pull from to build different types of lists that doesn't feel as good maybe or maybe some of the tenured players do love the movie characters and they haven't seen them enough like we've definitely been through metas in the past x-wing where movie characters were just one or two of them were good in an entire meta and the rest of them were just kind of overpriced don't care i mean how long has uh, for such a long time poe was just never taken resistance because it was always the efficient other T-70s that were taken more often. Not that he was never taken, but it was not as much as, say, Boba and Scum. Boba and Scum had always been a threat in at least 2.0 and on. Um, so, I, you know, things evolved and changed, and right now we're definitely in a current game state that definitely promotes the use of these higher initiative, higher cost characters because a lot of them did go down in price and you can fit more of those movie characters together in a list, right? I mean, I don't know, was I, cause I think this, this pilot and ship is still very good and something that you can highly consider, but I didn't see a single Han Solo Falcon. And he's what eight? Or he nine? went down to eight points. I mean, that's got to be good in something. <clears throat> uh, well, until you see a price form. I mean, I you not run it. Uh, we big base with boost with side arc. They, uh, you can move. I only see resistance falcons. Nope, uh, thirty-seven. Uh, Leonidas uh, brought wedge Lucan. Okay. And yeah, he had trick shot perceptive for sure. Uh, trickshot um, perceptive Bistan. 
that's kind of the, the one I would build to. But I mean, there's there's other movie characters that we haven't seen. Just your your Luke and your Vader, very prominent right now. So yeah, I, that is actually the uh, when uh, Dion had mentioned uh, for the marketing. Um, I thought like you know on the store shelf. I didn't really think about it on the table. I literally had that same experience when we were setting up uh, for a local game, and a guy was like, "Man, Luke's still in the game. Luke's still re- relevant." Like I used to fly Luke back in the day. Uh, and that, that's where my thought goes is that, is it somehow reverse power creep that Luke is good? He is in the core box. The core box is his X-Wing. So that's not necessarily bad, I guess, to encourage a new player to get a good ship. Uh, similar with not so much Hera these days, but... There was a time where, you know, a Phoenix Cell and a Corsa, and you're off to the races, right? Um, and now we can kind of see it with um, uh, Sky Strike, right? You get two uh, TIE Fighters out of the core box, you get two Interceptors, and then Darth Vader, right? Now, it might not be, you know, the Jinguist or Soontir or something like that, but it's still a great starting place for a new uh, player. So... Yeah, the only issue with the like similar on the rebel side is their support ship, like in the Luke wedge support and thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want a sheath and you got to buy a whole ghost. <laughs> if you want, uh, or if you yeah. want a rebel tie, you got to use one of your ties and then buy get a conversion buy kit. A, uh, conversion kit for Ezra Tie Fighter. Yeah, Which, I mean not this terrible, but I mean um, you could definitely. That's what happens. A, Luke Wedge and Han, just there you go. Have fun. Right, uh, three purchases and boom, you got a competitive list all of a sudden. Like to me, I mean, I like the variety, but I am super in on uh, X-wing trying to be accessible, right? And yeah, when everyone's flying six, seven ship swarms, it's not accessible to newer players not that they're bad but i'm talking like on money value right most people aren't buying lots uh when they start playing x-wing they buy one or two expansions in addition to their core set so it's to me i'm fine with it i'm uh i'm super excited not so much for luke we can tone down luke a little bit but i'm not sure how because his loadout is i had a deep conversation with someone about it. And 22 points is the exact loadout for Proton Torpedoes, RTD2, and Instinctive Aim right now. Like the movie Luke. Uh, so hard to say to take away his loadout um, to prevent him from taking that, you know, very iconic build. So, but that's again yeah. coming that like game balance uh, and, over and, theme, and, and, and I think it comes into you know the whole being bolted down to twenty because that's where you know sixty maybe too low, seventy maybe too high where you need it to be like sixty five and still have it. So that's where G sixty five, T sixty five, sixty five, yeah. <laughs> 
uh, yeah, that's where, mm -hmm. you know, that limited number of, you know, that limited granularity uh, creates some, well, limited limitations. Yeah, limitations, exactly. I mean, I think we're, for the foreseeable future, stuck with the 20 points. Uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, done with major changes for a while. Yeah. At least well, to rules and such. I'm just saying, it depends on what your definition of major is. Rules. Like, we're, like ion changing, big mm. erratas to ships and stuff like that. Um, mostly the scenarios um, is what I don't want to see changed anymore. From the games I've saw, from Richmond and from uh, the, uh, the, the World Qualifier in uh, this last weekend, um, the snares have been doing great. That extra round has been huge. So hopefully it, it, they are yeah, a lot better. Like the, the extra round at the beginning of the game. Yeah, it does, it does feel a lot better. Uh, I do think that, you know, again, just in, um, in the spirit of, of AB testing and in the spirit of continuously, you know, seeing what, seeing what sticks, seeing what works and seeing what doesn't work. Um, you know, part of um, any product development is, you know, testing different things and you test it out and see how it works and then you get the results and then you try it out. I, I think there would be some value in running a either a not standard, whether it's extended, or a standard with uh, limited objectives, a tournament official, not unofficial, because I know there's unofficial stuff going just to see what type of uh, reaction and what type of engagement people get. Um, and it has to do just with testing. I mean, it doesn't, if, if, you, if you try it out and people don't, you know, people are, don't take to it, then they don't take to it. Um, and if you try it out and more people take to it, then there's, there's a story to be told like, okay, do you, do you, do you morph, do you add that you know, do you, do you morph it a little bit so that there's a little more more crossover between the two? Um, or there's different options. Like, it used to be they used to have a hyperspace tournament, and then they would have a, a, an extended or, yeah, it was extended. Extended or hyperspace tournament. Because, you know, you, you, we, we can't be completely deaf to the to the, to the people that are not sold on objectives. I don't want those people to go away. Like, I, I yeah. really don't. Um, I don't want to say, well, if you don't like it, go play something else that you prefer. You know, I, I want them to continue. I want to play against them. Now, personally, I do. I, I'm not, I think that the objectives, can, you know, are, are getting better and they will continue to get better. If I were to sign up for a tournament, I would prefer to sign up to a tournament with objectives versus without objectives, uh, personally. I still, you know, think that, you know, there, there, we, there needs to be some, you know, like, what are they, like throw them a bone? Like, like you have to throw them a bone. Uh, them being the people that are like that side, like, no, I want to try this, the old type of X-Wing, and, and, and give them something to, to say, yeah, we're hearing you, and and you know, give this a try. Here's an event for you, and it may not even be tied to like official worlds. It could even just be 
uh, a pre-event, a side event, like whatever you want to do, just again, throw a bone and yep, see how that goes. I mean, I, um, because 78 yeah. people in a tournament, then the last time it was live was 550 something is, 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 um, I mean, we can't ignore that. Like that's, that's, that's meaningful. That's a meaningful drop in attendance. Well, you're in luck, Marcel, because they are having their mini extravaganza this week, if I'm not mistaken. Starts on the June 8th. Mm -hmm. uh, so we will hopefully find out more. Though it seems like. Uh, They're doing an event, right? Like an like a OP? I event? was pulling up the yeah. schedule. Uh, they are Thursday afternoon. I don't know where Look I put that schedule. He reaches out for me. What? He beats, sticks his paw out to reach out to me. So cute. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me see if I could find the schedule. But now they've already talked about at Celebration the Battle of Yavin pack, uh, which is, I think, the exact opposite of what you want, Marcel. A pack that has special scenarios and special list building uh, you can do for it. So not quite. Here it is. Thank you. Uh, the Battle of Yavin and beyond. Uh, Thursday, June 9th at 1 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time uh, for us here in Central. That's 11 a.m. So have they uh, revealed anything about the rules or anything like that yet? There's objectives. And you will, I believe someone saw the back of the box and it said you get eight, eight Death Star Trench tokens. Whatever that means. Um, but it seems to be a narrative uh, pack uh, where it hopefully has like maybe two or three scenarios, right? Uh, leading into the trench, uh, but uh, hard to say. I want to find out more on Thursday. Uh, they are playing li a live game as well um, after it or that day. Dylan, where did you get this link? Oh, on Facebook, of course. That makes a lot more sense. Uh, so that would be exciting. Uh, they, as far as I know, haven't re or haven't announced anything after the uh, the clone Z ninety fives and the rogue class. Didn't they announce the uh, the objective pack or something like that? That's that's what this Battle of Yavin is. Oh, that's the, what this uh, was. I thought it was like a, 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 it comes in a box. It is a box. Yep. Okay. Uh, so no no ship, just uh, cardboard and cards. There's a big thing about there's supposed to be the standardized cards that they referenced. So I have a lot of concerns about that as someone who does not like quick builds, but. Um, could be interesting. I just have my own concerns if they're legal and standard or not. Um, but uh, they did talk about um, the last year at some point that they were been, going to yeah. come out with with standard builds that were not legal in like that you would not be able to build them yourself, but they would be legal in mm -hmm. a tournament environment. Which could be interesting, give some extra avenues, um, things like, 
I'm trying to think of uh, like Dagobah Luke instead of uh, Trench Run Luke to justify some different loadout options or something like that. Um, though it is Battle of Yavin, so I expect Trench Run yeah, Darth Vader and stuff. I remember a lot of uh, a lot of discussion they had dealt with like either getting a pilot for cheaper than normal uh, with the same upgrade uh, slots, but they're set on what upgrades they are, or same price or maybe more expensive, but they get a, an upgrade they would normally would never have. Mm, or don't normally true. have in the customized version. So it could sway either way. Uh, yeah, we'll see. I am... Uh, ooh, could change the name, number of charges on upgrades. That's kind of what... Uh, I had the same line of thinking, like a four-charge torpedo for Luke or something like that. Um, but like that's his only upgrade he gets. And it's kind of hard to see Luke without RTD2, though. They can also probably introduce banned cards that have, you know, that that don't abuse. Stupid cat. Uh, <laughs> they they can probably. Um, release like something that's for example the auto blaster was banned because of you know the ability to auto generate criticals mm -hmm. uh on ships that were like high initiative and can get behind people easy but you can auto include an auto blaster on a ship that doesn't have any auto crit auto crit mechanic oh, and just true. reintroduce banned things that way um so i mean that, that the, things like that maybe Possibly. Do. Could be an avenue. Uh, yeah, I was double-checking the schedule here. So that's uh, supposedly lasting about an hour, uh, which is great. Real excited to hear all that information. Um, after that, they are going to be playing X-Wing, though, at, that would be 4 p.m. on Thursday. 4 p.m. Pacific time, through local time. Uh, but I don't think we get any more... Star Wars until Saturday? Uh, or not at all. No, it's just, it, well, there's full of surprises, whatever that means. Uh, so hopefully that will be where our spoilerific content comes from uh, Saturday at 1 p.m. Maybe a whole new Star Wars game by AMG. I mean, I'm... They School could be. surprises. It's towards the end of Saturday. Never know. It has the the little exclamation point icon with like the little chat boxes, like the logo, which is the same as the X-wing Battle of Yavin and Beyond. So mm -hmm. this is all, yeah, Pacific time. So yeah, I I assume we'll get most of that information on Thursday for for the and beyond, right? Looking towards the future of products. Uh, they want to sell to us. So you guys got a wild. Uh, we will be live then is what Dion says. He's already prepping. Um, I'll be at uh, my employment uh, place uh, job. <laughs> so uh, I'll though be staying tuned. Gonna want to find out. You guys got shot in the dark. Um, guesses 
of a ship they would release. Like new a new ship for future stuff? A new ship. Um, I'm going to go Resistance B-Wing and TIE Dagger. We got to go back to the sequel stuff. Oh. just did uh, prequels, so that's my guess is potentially new ships that haven't shown up yet. TIE Dagger, which might maybe be Empire and First Order? Ooh. Probably they, at least First Order. But, they uh, do love those multi-faction packs. People have been yeah. clamoring them for a long time. Uh, back in the day, Nim was well-received as a Scum and Rebel expansion. Well, and of course, the gauntlet. On your end of the spectrum of well-received. Wow. Well, well-received is like a the... that name burned a lot of things to the ground. <laughs> As the expansion itself, uh, let's I, let's maybe more recently the gauntlet. I think everybody appreciated the gauntlet being multi-faction, such a big investment. Um, being able to fly it, it's got something like thirteen pilot cards. It's pretty insane. Uh. But yeah, oh, Dion, reminding us that, uh, of course, we'll be live for the warm-up tournament. Uh, so we'll be checking in with that stream full of surprises uh, while we're messing with it. And uh, Dion definitely hmm? wants the Archangel, the ship... Oh, to be owned by one Dr. Afra, one of the most popular new characters mm -hmm. from the Star Wars comics. Yeah, you got to show off that Archangel Dion. Uh, what so was the be a little more boring? Oh, okay. What you got? Um, I want reprints. I want to take my. I don't want to buy new ships. I want to be able to fly the ships that I already own. So I would love for them to announce some. Uh, some reprints for for some some of the ships that you know the shadow casters one would really love to put the shadow caster back on the table um i definitely think the tie bomber has got to be the, the tie bomber yeah for sure the tie bomber the shadow very, caster like one of the more um, iconic iconic empire ships is tie bomber you see it in it's one of the first oh that's a new tie fighter when you're like watching episode 5 after 4 I don't know, Will, what about you? Marcel wants reprints. Uh, I want new sequel I, stuff from Rise of Skywalker. Dion wants Archangel. I, He's shaking the screen for it. <laughs> I need to... Alright, this is... Uh, I can't find the picture of it. Um, it's a ship in uh, the game Outer Rim. Uh, is it the short hauler? See. Yeah, the GX1 short hauler is uh, my random guess. Uh, shot in the dark. Not random, because it was in a different um, Star Wars game made by. Uh, I would. Oh, oof. RIP. Not the same company. Um, it was made by FFG, which also introduced the Archangel as well. Uh, and Afra to, I think, the common audience. So I think I'm going to go with a GX1 short hauler. Could see it as a, another multi-faction ship, Scum, Empire, Rebellion. 
Uh, even the uh, pretty much anybody could take a little short hauler. What? Somebody already made a model for it? See, look at that. Look at that. Hmm? Is that a leak? Where did you find this? What language is that? Oh, weird. And yeah, it's like already on like a big base peg. Secrets. There's a painted one. There's another red one down below. Ooh. See? It's gotta be What's someone on? just doing a 3D print and making their own. Some, somebody's enjoying it. I think we could see it. Uh, but honestly, though, yeah, but like, what does it do? The, I don't know. It hauls. <laughs> it hauls things. Okay. Okay. And then what? <laughs> I don't know. Every Star Wars ship just has guns. Could you imagine just like you're like you're at the gas station, just some Hummer shows up with like armor plating and uh, like a mounted machine gun on top of it, right? And some guy in a vest comes out and he's like, "Hey, what's up?" That would be weird. Uh, but apparently in Star Wars, it's allowed. They could just strap huge lasers to the, top of, to the top of your ship. No one even questions it. Uh, or I guess the bottom, if you're the Hawk 290. Nobody questions that. Because uh, pirate. I mean, you got to defend yourself, right? If you're traveling those hyperspace lanes, you better. So... Uh, hopefully, uh, uh, Ryan, you got any future, something they, they want to announce? Marcel mentioned uh, some non-scenario tournaments. Get anything, a, hope, a hopeful announcement? Oh, besides the next ship prediction? Um, I kind of like some information on worlds. Mm, no kidding. Or like, like, that's this year, right? <laughs> organized play beyond just the qualifiers i this that, that's that's like a big hope because honestly i'm not expecting True. much organized play stuff in the extravaganza no if they not, field, not really if their they, department if they like field some questions against he owns putting air yeah. 404 yeah. <laughs> um that 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 is a hopeful thing is they either a combination of addressing what and where and how worlds is going to happen in 2022 if it's going to still happen um and then on top of that organized play in general because the only organized play that we have right now is uh the casual side event of droid soccer basically and qualifiers Everything else is up to the community to support their local game store. So even on the low end, right? Like I've mentioned worlds, but also like local game store stuff, right? True. We can use a store get kit. Some like store kit packs. Yeah. Well, I think that's kind of the battle of Yavin, though. To let's be honest with you. No, that. but I, I think you know, to to Ryan's point, it doesn't even have to be this year. Like you don't have to say like 2022. I would even be okay with them saying, okay, you know, we're going to reset the clock 2023. We're going to, you know, kick off with, you know, they're, we're going to kick off with store championship equipment or, you know, with store kits, store championship, uh, regional, uh, you know, I, they may not go, you know, before I think maybe we, we, it was a little bit oversaturated with store, regional, system open, grand championship, 
you know, nationals, continental. Like, it was probably a little bit too saturated, but, you know, some yeah. system of, you know, tier one, tier two, tier three type events. I think a three-tiered event would be, would, would, would be awesome. Um, starting with the local, maybe like as little as 12-person store kit type of thing. I, I do think it's a weird move from AMG, who was what I thought was like all about the like the local game store and like that kind of scene. Uh, but then they hold all the world qualifiers at conventions. So, but that's where you get the word out to the masses. Uh, yeah, but the store kit is where you drum up the the interest to go to those big events. I that's what I'm saying. I thought they would start there, but they surprised me uh, by putting most of these world qualifiers in conventions. So. We will see. Dion's not giving us the time. I'm not looking at how long we've been going on. Yeah, we've been about an hour and a half, hour 45. I could talk X-Wing all night. Don't hold me back, Marcel. <laughs> uh, stream says two hours, 10 minutes, and we didn't have too much of a early buffer. Hmm. Uh, well, that's on to him. Otherwise, I got a bunch of lists to talk about. Uh, there was plenty of lists who didn't have Luke in them, by the way. Oh. Uh, did they do well? Probably not. They looked to be only three wins. I'm trying to find a four-win list that didn't have Luke in it. No, it doesn't exist. Not didn't have Luke in it, but... You know what I mean. Anyways... Oh, Dion said he is hitting his wall, so I think there. wrap it. <laughs> All right. Uh, just want to remind everybody, we didn't talk about it, but our Patreons can always join the largest group of our supporters at patreon.com uh, slash gold squadron. Check us out. Uh, exclamation point. Patreon. Uh, but other than that, of course, uh, again, reminder, this weekend, the 11th, uh, is the warm-up tournament. If you've already signed up for Galaxies, join in. It's totally free. Test out your list uh, before you commit to the 18th Sullust, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, Sullust. Uh, and that is firing off on June 18th. Buy your tickets now. Gold Squadron Podcast.com. Uh, but with that, uh, thank everybody for joining in, listening in. We're going to give us, uh, we'll try to do it together. You guys want to do it together in honor of Dion? Oh, let's see. I'll see how this goes. This is going to be terrible. Three, two, one. Gold Squadron out. <laughs> Gold Squadron out. Squadron out. <laughs> About, about as good as we could hope for. <laughs>